Well, let's talk about some financial astrology here on the Fun Astrology Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thomas Miller on August 27th, Saturday. Let's take a look at a very abbreviated Merriman Market Cycles newsletter here. Ray was at the ISAR conference, big astrology conference in Denver this past week. So there's a really shortened newsletter, but we'll embellish it a little bit. I've got some thoughts on what happened. For you astrology naysayers, buckle your (laughs) seatbelts. Oh, boy, you can't make this stuff up. Here's the newsletter, and then we'll have some commentary afterwards. Beginning with an article from CNBC.com, published yesterday. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell delivered a stern commitment Friday to halting inflation, warning that he expects the central bank to continue raising interest rates in a way that will cause some pain to the U.S. economy. The newsletter, the Fed spoke and the market broke. After forming a half-primary cycle crest the prior week as the sun made a T-square with Saturn and Uranus, followed by the Venus-Jupiter trine, Stocks sold off into the Uranus retrograde of Wednesday, August 24th, then staged a two-day rally into Friday the 26th as Venus moved into its T-square with Saturn and Uranus, happening this weekend. And then the Fed spoke. Uranus awoke. And then stock markets broke. By the end of the day yesterday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down over 1,000 points, hitting its lowest level this month. Just two weeks ago, it was at its highest level since April. That is the volatility and sudden reversals that are to be expected from the unexpected nature of multiple Uranus signatures in effect at once. This is the lightning bolt and the pain that Uranus can afflict. First you are up, then you're upside down. There's a whole lot of shaking going on as August comes to an end, just as we suspected. This series of powerful geocosmic signatures ends as the pre-market opens Sunday evening with Venus in opposition to Saturn. And what do we know about hard aspects between Venus and Saturn? Any market declining into this aspect is a candidate for a low and a rally to follow. In short, a buy candidate, assuming your intraday indicators support a reversal. And for Ray's newsletter, that's it for this week. Enjoy the week ahead. Be careful with the new moon, square Mars, Friday night, early Saturday, and be prepared to be inspired under the innovative, inspirational, but disruptive nature of Uranus changing directions near the moon's north node. Now, that completes the newsletter, but let me play with this a little bit. I didn't trade yesterday. I had another little heart episode the night before, and one thing I've learned about day trading or short-term trading is if you're not completely present and completely focused, the very best thing you could do is to, as they say, SOH, sit on your hands. In fact, I didn't even look at it until the afternoon which when I saw what had happened, I was like, ah, well, those are the kinds of days. I've got a little system kind of dialed in now that those are the days that uh, you can rack up some points. But obviously, and a good point for the disclaimer, we are not giving financial advice here, only reporting on various, the newsletter from Ray and what I do personally, sometimes we talk about, but this is all between you and your licensed financial advisor.
Now, let's put a little timeline sequence together to the astrology on this. So, obviously, Wednesday, Uranus went retrograde. The effect of that, as mentioned, the market went up. In fact, it was a beautiful V-bottom pivot right there on the 24th, as expected. I've mentioned that these, in financial astrology, these big events like this typically end up being pivot points. The market had been in a downtrend since basically the 16th. We hit the Uranus retrograde. Boom. I mean, it turns around and turns around big. And Friday morning, the market had indicated that it might be going up. Then at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Jerome Powell speaks a very short, abrupt speech, and the market drops 1,000 points. If you follow this, the S&P 500 futures were down 141. The NASDAQ futures were down 535. Oil closed at 93.06, and one that we've been keeping our eye on is natural gas closed at 926. Gold also was down 21 at 1749.80. Looking here, Bitcoin got whacked too, down to 20,420. Now, we have a new moon. And new moons typically indicate within a couple of three days of a new moon, usually it's two or three days after it, is a market high. So presuming Powell didn't speak, let's say that this little uptrend that it had been on since the retrograde Wednesday had continued, we would have expected it to peak and then to start down into the full moon. Usually the full moon is an exhaustion bottom. Now, there is one little qualifier with that. Sometimes there are washouts ahead of the new moon. Typically, they're called rare panics, and they will be one to three days prior to the new moon. Well, that's what happened here, at least holding up that pattern. Now, like I was saying, you folks who don't believe in astrology, well, think about pivot points because that's how they show up in the market. You've got to look at a chart, stock chart from this past week, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But then today, Saturday, we have this sun squaring Mars, mentioned it yesterday. And then an hour before that, Venus squared Uranus this morning, early. And yesterday also, the moon was in a very long void of course in Libra before it moved into Virgo last night. Libra, Venus, money. Void, of course, no support from the moon. So Powell did speak and moved the market, and you can see how that just stack of dominoes, boom, 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 tumbled the whole thing. Now, point taken. Tomorrow night, we have Venus opposing Saturn. That's another potential pivot point. Ray mentioned something very key at the end of the newsletter, saying that the pivot would have to also coincide with good technicals for a pivot, And at least looking at the charts that I follow, I wouldn't see that for a little while longer. So here's something to think about with astrology. I was thinking about this little example because we've been having the afternoon rain shower patterns up here basically all week. You know, you see these in the forecast. So first of all, if you put up your forecast for the mountain region of North Carolina, you see that there's a 70% chance of rain today. Well, then you go outside and you look around, you scan the clouds, and you see a thunderhead building over here, and you see another little wave over here. And then maybe by the end of the day, like what happened last night, is by around sunset, they all converged and it, the sky opened up. Well, but it wasn't raining everywhere. 
That's kind of the way that this is with astrology. It's like you look at these signatures and you realize it's not happening everywhere, but in mass consciousness where it does show up. When the clouds form and the rain comes, boy, it's going to be with thunder and lightning in the case with Uranus involved, and that's exactly what happened here. Did this affect your life directly? In some cases, yes. I think of Majana and the loss that she incurred of her son last week. That happened under some heavy astrology. And then we consider yesterday. Did many of us have financial problems yesterday? No. The stock market, I mean, it goes up, it goes down. So if you're a long-term investor and you're just riding all of this out 15, 20 years from now, you'll probably be fine. If our monetary structure holds up, if you're a day trader and you like the short-term perspective or the swing-term perspective of the market, then you're very interested in what the next thing is, how the market responds to Venus opposing Saturn. If you're learning about this, you realize that is a potential pivot point. Now, what about September? Well, let's look ahead to the next lunar cycle. That's on September 10th, the full moon. That will be in Pisces. Then on the 9th, the day before that, Mercury retrograde begins. And then the last little ingredient that we would put in our mix here is on the 5th, a week from Monday, Venus enters Virgo. Then we really can kind of follow Venus for the next three weeks because it's a really fast transit. On the 29th, Venus enters Libra. So the money planet returns home to its own one of two signs, Libra. And then on October 1st, we begin that 12-day string, not of Christmas, the 12 days of Saturn squaring Uranus. You know, when you look out there, you hear about digital currency. You hear about the United States digital currency. One of the things floating around now is this executive order that was signed in May that supposedly goes into effect in November, December, that is going to affect the United States digital currency. Typically, Saturn and Uranus might square three times, four, and I know it's not exact, but four, hmm. So let's walk it back. It's always good to get a historical context with these really big, powerful, shifting aspects. So the last time Saturn-Uranus squared was 1999-2000. That was the runaway, enthusiastic, crazy, multi-billionaire-making tech runaway of the late 90s, early 2000s that we've talked about on here, especially on Saturdays, came to a crashing halt just after that aspect. Time before that, 1977, the late 70s, the time of that hyperinflation that everybody's comparing this to. And we go back to 1952, and there was a recession in 1953 that lasted about a year. Do you find it funny that we've had these markers of what a recession is defined as that have stood for decades and then all of a sudden we're in one, triggered by the last inflation report? Oh, but we're not in a recession. There's bring astrology back into the table with this Neptune opposing Neptune in the United States chart and Neptune in Pisces. I mean, you guys know we've talked about it on here so many times, but in this context is a really good way to fillet it out that we're being lied to around every corner. Whenever you listen to anything, you basically have to say, hmm, okay, what's the, where, where's the lie in there? Because it's just, it's rampant right now, like I've never seen in my life. But then you, when you peel the onion back, you realize, wow, we've been lied to our whole lives. 
It goes back further than that. So our job as conscious creators is obviously to flag the lies and make sure that we don't succumb to them. That's the main point. Just don't succumb to the lie. It's everywhere. You can't get away from it today. Accept Healing Convergence tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook or the Fun Astrology Podcast YouTube channel. We'd love to create that no-lie zone as we do every Sunday night. It's been incredible. Hope you'll join us. I mentioned this week, right, that Michelle Noy's son is now free of cancer. It's amazing what's going on in that group. Hope you will stop by if you can. All right, let's get back to Uranus-Saturn squaring. We go back one more time, and that's the Great Depression, 1930-1931. So when you see everybody talking about digital currency, how they're going to shift our monetary system, how it will all be electronic now, and they can turn your money on in one place and turn it off another, and the social scoring system that's in place in China now, that if you're a good little boy or girl, then you get to spend your money, and if not, you don't. I mean, I think all of that would take a long time to implement, but we look at this Saturn-Uranus square and we realize that in history, it has either represented recessionary times or massive restructuring as what happened after the Great Depression. And this is why we need conscious creators on the planet. In fact, if you wanted to hear something amazing around this, Listen to the current Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast, where we see how just a handful of conscious people on the planet combining their energies and sustaining them over time could literally shift everything. You could take all of this stuff and reverse it to a positive outcome. Seriously, check it out. And that's what we're doing our little part of on Sunday nights. So let's just roll this out a little bit further. So retrograde Uranus tries to chase down the north node of the moon, doesn't catch it. Mars continues its trek through Gemini, headed toward its retrograde. Venus ends up opposing Neptune and Jupiter. That's basically what September looks like. Then we have the 12 days, the first 12 days of October, Saturn squaring Uranus. Then we have the eclipses, and we talked, Robert and I talked about this on Old Soul, New Soul. You'd have to just scroll back and catch those eclipse three episodes that we did on them, and those happen to be around the midterm elections. So from an astrological perspective, I think we're going to be able to see more clearly. We're watching developments, and then we'll know a lot more in mid to late November into December kind of where things are headed. But at least after the first 12 days of October, things do lighten up with Uranus. I would say the next big thing to look forward to over that horizon would be in late March of next year when Venus has made it all the way around and conjoins Uranus. They're both in Taurus, but that's a long ways down the way in this market. And of course, between now and then, we will have an opposition and a square. And obviously, you see what happened with the first square and yesterday's market action. Now, that's what the charts look like, but you are a conscious creator. So, get with your family, get with your financial team, get with your advisors, and then create what your future is going to be in all of this. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great day. Hope to see you tomorrow on Healing Convergence at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 